Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We are here to transform your social media in 30 days. I have been very excited about this webinar for a while now. Um, before we get in and we're waiting for everyone to join the call, um, could you drop your, just say hello in the chat and let us know where you're tuning in from. I'm going to make this quite interactive, so I want to know you're out there um, and everybody can hear me all right while everyone's joining the call. Um, and we'll make a start. I'd like to hear where some of you are tuning in from, whether you're from LinkedIn, Australia, Facebook, YouTube, what country you're from. Um, so today what we're going to talk about is, I guess, something which I've been looking to do for a while, which is um, try and condense what I've learned in the last 10 or even 12 years in social media marketing into an actionable plan that somebody could implement within 30 days to transform their social media so that they can actually create content by themselves without the need for an external service provider, um, be able to batch create content within an afternoon for the entire month um, and be able to use it to turn followers, well, first of all, grow their audience, but then turn followers into, into new clients. <clears throat> Good to hear from some of you. Hi, David, welcome from Melbourne, Karen, Perth. Hi, Ritu, Amy, how you doing? From Victoria Park in Perth. Uh, we've got a lovely day here in Perth. We're very fortunate at the moment. Um, Paul Hogden, Joanne, Don Crowley, Crawley, sorry, the, um, from the Netherlands. Dan, how you doing? All right, guys. So I guess it, if you um, asked me like eight years, nine years ago and, and to sit and listen to somebody talk about social media, I'd say, look, it's easy for them. They've got the followers. They've got the experience. They've got the influence. They've got the money, whatever it may be. Um, it wasn't until I actually started messing up and failing at a lot of these things that I actually started to work out. Well, first of all, I've worked out that there was a lot of frustration in the social media game, a lot of con in the content creation game. I know what it's like to have an audience that does not talk back to you. And this was when, you know, it was a lot easier to get in front of your, your audience organically and they were not talking back to me. And I felt overwhelmed not knowing what to post, when to post. And so literally just tried everything. I mean, this is my industry, social media. So I, I guess I think if anything, I've, um, I'm not smarter than anyone else. I've just failed faster at it because I've been determined to make it work. And this has been my area, which I've decided to specialize in. Um, and I understand what it's like to feel defeated, you know, despite your best efforts, not getting any results, not getting anywhere and, and wondering, you know, whether it's even possible. Um, and so if you're in that place, I'm, I'd like to invite you just to tune in, maybe take some notes. Um, because I've spent my career pretty pretty much t t uh, studying marketing and social media has been around for about 12 years now. So I've been in it as long as it's been around. Um, LinkedIn is what I'm best known for. I've got about 34,000, 35,000 followers there. Um, we've generated $400 million for our clients uh, on the platform. Uh, I've got 35,000 followers on Instagram, just past 10,000 followers on YouTube. You'll see the, the bronze certificate behind me. Um, and so I guess I've, I've got the experience uh, required to be able to fast track your results and maybe skip some of the learning curves. Um, so without further ado, let's start getting into the content. I'm going to make myself a little bit smaller and the slides a little bit bigger. Um, as we go, by the way, feel free to drop questions in the chat. The whole point of this live thing is that we can interact with each other. Okay, for those of you that don't know who I am, I explained a little bit already. Um, I uh, started my career uh, in marketing specifically when I lost my job. 
basically I was fired um, for the company was was basically in financial trouble. I was getting evicted from my apartment. I remember going home the day that I um, got uh, fired from my job, sorry, and um, the electricity wouldn't come on as the sun went down. And so like I was sitting there with like an eviction notice pending, I had no electricity in my apartment, and I was working out how to get myself out of about $25,000 worth of debt. Um, and I couldn't do it through getting another sales job because it would have just taken too long for me to get the right leads and to get the right opportunities. So um, I decided that night I wrote a business plan to start um, a company called Bibby Consulting Group, um, which ended up specializing in LinkedIn marketing specifically. Um, and I hit the phones the next day. I managed to um, get a, uh, sorry, I hit, I hit um, LinkedIn, got some phone numbers. Then I managed to get an appointment with a real estate agency and I got 15 of his real estate agents within um, the company to meet me in a conference room. And I, I pitched a one page website, a LinkedIn profile and a Facebook page um, as a product for two and a half grand. And eight of them said yes, six of them uh, gave me the money on the spot. So my first day in business, uh, made $15,000 and that's when Bibby Consulting Group was born. Um, so that's just a bit about my background. Um, I I think that in life you either need inspiration or desperation and I started my business out of desperation and I'm so glad I've got it because it really did push me to learn the strategies that I'm going to share with you today. Welcome Karen from Margaret River. What's going on here? Okay, so these are some of the clients that I've worked with, guys. Hey, David, James, the Citizen Black, David Ellis from Brooklyn. Hey, Nola, how are you? Good to see some familiar faces. Haven't seen some of you in a while. Um, so these are some of the clients that I've worked with over the years. Um, so I'll just show you this, just show you that there's a breadth of, like, different kinds of industries. I was fortunate enough to win uh, Best Use of LinkedIn at the Social Media Marketing Awards last year, um, just found out a week ago that we're in the oh sorry i'm in the finals for monday night live which is my weekly live series and also for linkedin versus instagram which i did with brooke valinovich and um, after this webinar is finished i've got the i've got a photo shoot with the west australian and an interview they're gonna do a story in the business section of the news of the local newspaper which would be cool um so some of the things that i guess uh might help you Tune in. So today is really talking about how to get your followers to engage with you and like effective ideas for social media. What I've found is, because um, I work with businesses that are generally like, you know, sales teams of 20 odd people, um, they've got marketing departments. So when I speak to individual entrepreneurs or like friends or family members, they often like seem to not know where to start. And they might try like doing some videos on their phone they might try outsourcing to a video agency and they're not really getting results anywhere so they don't really have a coherent strategy. What I was thinking was how do we, why don't I give them a system so that they know exactly what to say, exactly how to shoot the video, they don't need to invest in an outside agency, exactly how to get the subtitles on, how long it should be um, and, and how to make it get engagement. And so that's basically what I'm here doing today and it's nice to be able to do something that's, you know, for, um, business owners that may not be, you know, some of the bigger, bigger organizations, I think the smaller guys um, do need our, my help the most. Um, so let's get stuck into it. Um, a bit of a reality check to start with, guys. Hey, Paul, and another Paul. Um, 
Paul Harrison and Paul Antos joining in. Um, statistics says some people say 90%, some, some statistics say 95% within 10 years that businesses are failed or gone. Now, if you think about it, what do most people do when it comes to marketing or social media? They look at what everyone else is doing and they replicate it. But that's the only strategy that I can see that's guaranteed not to work because if 90% of businesses are going under, you've got to be doing what the minority are doing. And so you've got to be doing something different than what most people are doing. Um, and so 90% of people do say social media doesn't work. You know, and so you could hear it and you go, oh, yeah, social media doesn't work, and you fall into that 90%. But the 10% that it does work for, um, it's not like they keep their mouth shut about it. Um, they do, you know, to share with people that it's working. But it's easier for the people that aren't getting it to work to say, do you know what, The plat it's a platform's fault instead of, no, it's your fault. You're, you're not using it correctly. Um, social media gives us an opportunity to engage with our customers on scale. And what's happened is most people are just looking at reach. They're looking at how many people can they reach. Um, and reaching people is just literally like throwing something in their fa like face, getting their attention, whereas engagement is actually getting them to care about what you're saying to them. And so I would argue that the focus should be engagement. How many people, not how many impressions are you getting, but how many people are impressed with what you're saying? Because the world does not need more content. We have enough content. In fact... I think we've got um, too much content out there. Um, and I think that uh, there's, very, there's very few businesses that take the time or invest, invest in the strategy to get their content to a point where it's actually useful for their client and actually thinking about the customer journey. Um, so there's only three ways to grow a business. Um, this is something that I, I went to Business Mastery with Tony Robbins and he shared this with me. Um, I found it fascinating, more clients, higher transaction size, and get them to buy more often. Now, when I started my company, if I wanted to get more revenue in, I just always thought more clients, more clients, more clients, which is great. You know, you get some more clients in, you might make a um, couple, you know, 20% more revenue that month or something. Um, but if you can increase all three of these areas, you will see, um, you know, astronomical growth and you can increase them all through social media. So, you can get more clients by growing your audience, by having a more engaged audience, by um, generating leads on social media. You can increase your transaction size because as you grow your influence, people will want to do business with you and therefore you can charge more. You're the respected authority in that area. I think that as the internet commoditizes um, most products and services, the only thing left that will differentiate one company from the other, one service provider from the other, one product from another will be the brand that you build. And so for most of us, especially small businesses, that's to do with our personal brand. So how do we build a relatable personal brand so that people trust us, like us, um, are more comfortable doing business with us than the next, the next company? Um, and the third one, of course, buy more often. Um, so what happens, and this is not something I anticipated with social media, but because you're constantly conversing with your audience and your audience is getting bigger and you're getting more feedback, they're getting more comfortable conversing with you, you actually find out how to better serve their needs and your products get better. And you may find that you, you know, create additional products based on the needs of your audience if you're listening. Most people aren't listening and they're thinking about what they want to tell their audience based on what products they have in their knapsack, knapsack rather than what, um, 
what their audience wants to hear. Um, so I've argued that social media can help in all three of these areas. So let's say you've got 12 clients for the sake of this example, your average sales $10,000. People buy twice. So your revenue, 240K. Okay, if you increase that from 12 to 16, and then you increase the average sale from 10 to 12K, frequency, so instead of buying two, they buy um, you know, one more time every two years. Just let me know in the chat, do you guys think that this sort of growth for a small business like that is, is achievable? Is that realistic? Could you go from 12 to 16 clients? Could you increase your prices from 10 to 12 grand? Could you, you get them to buy a little bit more frequently? Let me know in the comments, guys. It, it, it's not that big a jump on each area, is it? But you can see that the revenue has doubled. And if we do it again, you're at a million bucks, almost. So this is why I think social media is so powerful is because once you get it to work, it can impact all three areas and you can achieve quite astronomical growth. I mentioned this social media is the only way for us to engage and converse at scale. It's very important. I guess at the end of the day, like if you're not using social media, you're going to find it very difficult to communicate with your audience um, at scale. Um, you know, a, a lot of businesses that aren't uh, good on social media are being very responsive. They deal with complaints, you know. Um, they're not listening to their audience's compliments and they're tagging their friends and what they're saying about their brand. Um, you'll notice on my T-shirt there, it says likes don't pay the bills, okay? So likes is something that people brag about with, from a self-serving perspective. Look at me, I'm so popular. But a like doesn't tell you how much value you've added. The only thing that can tell you how much value you've added is your engagement. And actually, one of the, the key um, metrics would be return on investment. If you're adding a lot of value, you, sh you should be generating return on investment from your social media activity. Okay, we need to understand for social media to work that people interact with things that resonate with them on a personal level. Um, I'll try and give you an example. <laughs> it's a bit difficult because we're in COVID, but like let's say you went to a networking function, right? And you sort of, you're going around and you're chatting to all the people there and it's like, okay, how are you going? What do you do? Have you been here before? And every question, uh, sorry, every conversation starts to become quite repetitive until somebody says, oh, you know, um, I've just had to uh, uh, leave my kids at home with my wife um, and I'm only a, I can only be out for a couple of hours Then I've got to get home and you're in the same situation and you've had to leave your kids upstairs in the hotel room, for example, because you've got something in common, the conversation will start and you've got more of a bond with that person. You won't forget, remember the people that you spoke to before because of that rapport and that thing that you have in common on a personal level. So with social media, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, how much stuff should I share that's personal? Um, and I, I think the answer is as much as your target audience cares about. Like, if your does your target audience care that your wife's pregnant? They probably do. But do they care, like, you know, which hospital you're going to go to and all this sort of stuff? Probably not. Like, you have to think about it from your own perspective of who your target audience is. But if you can share those personal things then people will be able to interact and relate to you and resonate with you on a personal level. Um, so it's very important to understand before we delve into the rest of the content. 
Um, so first things first, you have to know who you're targeting, right? And so this is something called a persona. And um, it's going to be different for every single business. But what I'm suggesting is have an individual that you're writing every single post that to. So it might be a guy called Drew who's 25 to 34 that makes 50 to $75,000, who's proficient in tech. He's a um, frequent event goer. He tends to be planning early. Um, his motivations are to find new things to do and share them with his network and his core needs are being able to, to um, get to events and be the first to get tickets and stay on budget. You know, that's, I mean, this is just one example and it's gotta be relevant for your business. But like uh, when you're posting on social media, I think most people, they write as if they're writing to the whole world. Cause whoever we're gonna say, hello everyone, hello Facebook, you know, here, we, you know, and so it doesn't come across as personal and relatable. Whereas if you have an individual in your mind that you're writing to almost like exactly like writing a text message, I think each post should be like you're writing a text message. Then you'll find that the language and the personality will come out more. And you may, you know, engage people, you know, like Drew, um, but you will also engage people that, you know, are similar to Drew as well, but they'll be attracted to you because you have, you know, that individual personality that most people just don't have on social media. It's so rare. Um, this is another example. I pulled a couple of these off the internet. Rory, the procrastinator. Um, so, you know, like where, the way that you would write to Rory, for example, might be different than the, um, the other one. Um, so I encourage you all to make have a very clear understanding of who you're targeting. Without this step in place, it's going to be very difficult to do anything else. So these are some of the questions that you might want to consider. I would put a name, like a make up a name for the client so you know who you're writing to. Is it Anna? Is it, you know, Rory? What, whatever their name is. Where do they live? And obviously, they're not, not all going to necessarily, all your clients are not going to live in the same place or may not be, this, you know, married. But by choosing an avatar, it'll just make your social media so much more direct and effective. And you'll pick up, you know, the people around the peripherals as well. But it'll just help you with your, with your content. Um, how much do they earn? Uh, how do they spend their time? A big one on here, um, guys, is what social media accounts do they currently use? And on those social media accounts, who do they follow and who are they actually engaging with? You might find that what they say they're interested in is different to what they're actually, you know, following, engaging with. If it's, you know, stars from their favorite TV show, that's kind of valuable information, what magazines they read, all that sort of stuff um, to curate your social media so that you engage them. Because as soon as you uh, have something relatable, like if they're in a Star Wars and you're in a Star Wars too and you post something about Star Wars, then that's the relatable content that's going to get get them to like and trust you and want to do business with you um, over the next guy and just start, and also like start a conversation. Okay, so this is what's happening in the world at the moment. So we've got way more choices than ever before, and way less time. So this is pretty obvious, right? Like, but. It's something that we need to consider because this is why attention spans are getting shorter. So it's very easy to ignore stuff. And what I, I think um, a lot of marketers tend to do, especially on social media, is they focus on getting attention. They're getting attention and then they don't build trust. So like if you get attention and you give people something to expect and you deliver on that expectation and, and you don't abuse um, their attention, 
then you'll hold that attention. And as you get more attention, it'll just build your audience. But what most people do is they get the attention because they're so focused on getting more attention, they break the trust with the audience. They're not consistent with the content. It doesn't always add value. They're selling too much to them. And so they always have to find new people and they're just stuck in a rut, constantly hammering and hammering like people that don't want to hear from them, um, trying to get some more people in their audience. I want to share some statistics with you guys, um, just to give you a bit of an idea of the landscape of what's going on in the world. So total population just done, what, 7.75 billion, um, 5.19 billion have a mobile phone, 4.54 billion um, internet users and 3.8 billion social media users. So social media on the right here, it's gone up 9.2% in the last year. So it's the fastest growing aspects and it's almost caught up to the number of internet users. Now, how much time do you think so people are spending on the internet each day? Worldwide, the average is six hours and 43 minutes. This is what they're doing. 90% are watching online videos. Sorry, 90% of them do watch online videos. 51% of them watch vlogs. 70% of them listen to music streaming. 41% listen to podcasts. Like that 90% watch online videos is pretty important statistic. If you're not creating video on the internet for your business, you're missing out on a mammoth amount of attention, a huge amount of attention. 97% visited or used a social network or messaging service in the past month. 87% actively engaged with or contributed to social media in the past month. Those 87% are actually engaging with content. Um, if you're not getting engagement on your content, then something's probably wrong with the targeting or the people that are in your audience. Um, the average amount of time spent. Um, so this is interesting. The average number of social media accounts per internet user, 8.6. Okay, so when I get, I don't want to hear the question like, should I go on LinkedIn or should I go on Instagram? Both. 8.6 is the average, you know. Um, if you're not going to do eight or nine uh, accounts, you've got to be doing the main ones that your audience are using because otherwise you're just missing out on getting more attention. 43% use it for work. So this is the statistics worldwide. Um, yeah, the average 8.6 accounts per person. There was some, this is a bit of old 2017, but behaviors consumers want from brands on social media. They want them to be honest, friendly, helpful, funny, trendy, politically correct, and snarky. I don't actually know what snarky means. If somebody could drop that in the comments, I would be very appreciative. But isn't that interesting? Honest is number one, and, and friendly and helpful. Um, you know, I think that if everybody or mo mo most businesses are looking at what other businesses are posting and trying to replicate it or looking at other content and repurposing the same stuff, it's very hard to be honest. Whereas if you've, if you know who you're talking to and your purpose is literally to serve that person and you know, you're good at what you do, you, you, your purpose is to serve that person. You write your content like it's a text message. Um, you can't help but be honest. You're not going to go on Google and try and find some wording from an article about 
content marketing or a sales pitch to send to that one person. You're going to be authentic and that's what builds relationships on social media. Um, I think it's important also to note about digital trust. Okay, so like social media have become uh, a, a source of news for a lot of people. Tara's co-worker often made snarky remarks that were rude and unprofessional. <laughs> License from Getty Images. Active, all right. <laughs> Definition of snarky is someone who's cranky. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, James. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> thanks, Nola. Appreciate it. Okay, so trust scores. LinkedIn. It's got the highest trust scores. It's double uh, what Facebook is, Twitter and Instagram, um, lower than that. And even YouTube's even lower because people can basically put out what they want, right? And so people, when they, they read, uh, sorry, watch videos on YouTube with a bit of skepticism, um, they should really be watching the news with a bit of skepticism as well, I'd argue. But people seem to go there for the facts. Um, but LinkedIn is trusted because it's a business platform. People do trust the information that's on there more. And so I'd argue that it's twice as valuable to have someone's attention on LinkedIn than it is on other social channels, just purely because they're probably going to listen to what you're saying. Blanks. I don't know. Here we go. Okay. So I want to talk to you about a social media marketing plan. Let me know in the comments if you have a social media plan. Um, or a content plan for your business, or even a marketing plan. Um, because if you don't, it's very easy to procrastinate on social media and get lost in the newsfeed. I mean, the whole thing is designed to keep your attention engaged. And so a lot of times, like small business owners who just started their company or whatever, they're like, oh, you know, they start their day, they got to make a couple calls, um, then spend two hours scrolling on Facebook, and they, and they literally think they're working or prospecting or something. Um, they do a post and they have lunch and then they go back and they're scrolling through LinkedIn. Um, you know, I've got to be on Facebook, I've got to be on LinkedIn, but they've got no strategy, they've got no plan, and therefore what they're actually doing is they're not um, adding value to the the, the um, platform at all, at all. They're consumers, basically. Um, so they're, they're consuming content rather than adding value um, and helping people in their target audience. Um, so if you're unfocused and you don't have a plan, you're reactive. You're not in control. You're unsure about the future. You don't have breathing room because because you don't know what to say no to. Um, you're flustered, second guessing. You procrastinate. So when you're focused, you can be proactive. You can you know what to say no to. You're in control. You've got a long term vision. Very calm. Very relaxed. You know what you're doing. You know what you know. You spend half an hour in your morning doing your content or whatever it may be. You spend half an hour in responding to comments, and then the phone's not. You know, you're not looking at it for the rest of the day. Whatever works for you, but you need to have a system. Otherwise, what will happen is um, you will start to be reactive. And when you're reactive, it's not about the audience. It's about it becomes about you. Because if you're thinking about what you want to, uh, what content you're going to post that day in the morning. Um, you're not going to be thinking about, you know, the content in the context of what the content is that your audience has already seen, where they are in the customer journey, um, what information have they basically asking for. Um, you're just thinking about what you can think of to say that day. So it's just a, a bit of a selfish way to market. <clears throat> okay, guys, who's heard of the mere exposure effect? Is this valuable, guys? Let me know in the comments. We've got stacks of content to go through. I'm so excited. Um, the mere exposure effect is a psychological phenomenon, phenomenon, but by which people tend to develop a preference for things merely because they are familiar with them. In social psychology, this effect is sometimes called the familiarity principle. So, uh, 20 years ago, 
we would need four or five exposures with a brand for us to be familiar enough with them to like them, trust them and want to do business with them. So for example, if you saw four billboards of Coca-Cola on the way home, you're more likely to like and trust that brand, all things being equal than Pepsi. Okay, so these days, because the attention span is so short, because we've got more time, uh, sorry, less time and more choices, um, it's at least 25, if not 30 exposures um, for us to build that likability and familiarity. So one thing that I do use when I think about social media is how do I create or do I, how do I get 30 exposures in front of my target audience that add value, that make that um, make them like me, trust me, and more likely to do business with me than the next guy? And so one of the things that you'll notice when you think about that is if you're giving 30 exposures to somebody, let's say you do it over a month and you're giving them one post a day, if you start selling to that person, and if you start give, giving them calls to action all the time, you're not going to build likability and trust if you keep selling to them. So you've got to be thinking about little ways that you can make their life easier and help them and add value um, in little snippets. And if you do that, then they'll naturally want to do business with you. And that's how social media works. So reach is when they're aware. Engagement is when they care. That's the first time I've used that. I should um, put that on a quote card. I like that. So stop counting impressions and start counting the impressed. So I just think we focus on the wrong things. It does not matter how many followers someone has. It literally doesn't. I know plenty of people with, you know, 100,000 followers on LinkedIn, Instagram, and can't pay their rent. I know, you know, plenty of people with 100 followers that have, you know, great relationships with those 100 people, and they're all great, you know, clients, um, it really doesn't matter. It's actually about the relationships. Social media is just a tool to start conversations, to keep top of mind, to keep people engaged, to communicate with the, with the audience. You've got to remember it's real people and the real people, the real relationships that you have with them is what's going to drive business results. 20,000 followers on Facebook or whatever it may be, it, it just doesn't mean anything on its own. That information alone is meaningless. Um, so reach is not really the objective. It's about getting them to engage. Why do so many marketers and businesses fail? <laughs> Paul says, I'm a poet and I'm unaware of the fact. <laughs> oh, nice to have you guys here live. So number one reason why people um, are unsuccessful is they're impatient. People want everything now they want it tomorrow you know um they so we're like in too much for a rush to do things properly the first time and so we ended up actually doing it over and over and over again wrong because we we're in such a rush we're impatient now we're also selfish as mr bean is being in this gif okay so we want what we want. We're on social media to get what we want, to get our results, not there to help other people. They haven't given us any money yet. They haven't paid to do business with us. Why would we add value and help them and not ask for anything in return? And that's what most people think when they've been on social media. There a lot of, a lot of um, uh, businesses will you know, engage a social media marketing agency like my business and after three months go, oh, we've been posting all this content. You know, We haven't made any sales yet. And I say, well... That's the way social media works. Like you've got to do, be doing it for at least a year before you even look at return on investment as a measure of whether or not your content's being successful. 
sure, if you're generating leads and you're sending messages and setting appointments, that, that's something you can measure. But with content, it's about adding value. You can't expect to just add value to somebody and then you know, a month later they turn around and buy from you. You're building a relationship with these people. Selfish. There's two reasons, impatient and selfish. Now, on the flip side, there are only two reasons why people will buy from you. So the two reasons are, they're not in the slide, so the two reasons people will buy from you are attention and trust. Okay, so you, you can't have one without the other, you know. You need attention and you need trust. And so um, we're going to talk about how to do that. But what I want you to aim for is permission marketing, not interruption marketing. Interruption marketing used to work in the old days where you're watching your favorite TV show and the ads come on and they interrupt you and they say, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. The problem is now um, the power is in the hands of the consumer. So you can say, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, but I'm just going to pick up my phone and look at that on social media. And if I'm scrolling through the newsfeed, I'm just going to tune out. Whereas permission marketing, if somebody gives, if somebody follows you, and then you can deliver anticipated, personal, and relevant messages that people want to get, they expect to get them, they've asked for them. It's going to be a lot easier to market to them than people that they, you know, haven't asked for what you're delivering and it's inconsistent and that they don't want to get it and they're going to have to skip through. Permission marketing, if you earn their permission and then you deliver on the expectations that they have, then you've got yourself a social media game plan. How do you add value through content? This is so important because a lot of people think they're adding value when really they're, they're just basically not thinking about their audience at all. Um, so four ways to add value. Um, well, we've got the um, we've got the brain chemicals coming up. All right, maybe we'll just we'll just discuss what the four one ways are first, and then we'll go through the the neurology behind it. Um, Mere exposure, the citizen black. Yeah, it's great, fantastic, isn't it? So look, four ways to add value through content, education, information, entertainment, and inspiration. There's four ways, so there's four categories, and you'll, I'm gonna give you some examples of posts, but why those are successful is they create positive brain chemicals. It's all about neurology. So when dopamine is released in the brain, for example, people are more focused, they're more motivated, and their memory's better. So is that a good state to get your prospects or your you know, target audience in? Perhaps. Oxytocin. This is released when mothers give birth. Um, it, it means that um, people are going to be more generous. They're going to trust easier, bonding. Um, Oxytocin is a powerful one that you can create through storytelling. Um, endorphins, for those of you that are, are quite funny um, or you know enjoy... Uh, relatable content um, that you know makes people laugh, people more focused, relaxed, and creative. Um, this is a great way to build rapport. Here we go. Information, entertainment, inspiration, and education, if you didn't get it the first time. Those are the only four ways to add value. Okay, some examples. Inspiration, I think, is one of the best ways in business to business or in business, you know, you may have seen this, this post recently, I reached 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, not something that I would normally celebrate a number of followers or number of subscribers. Um, however, I found that inspiration posts um, work exceptionally well. They get a lot of engagement. This particular one, 504 likes, 99 comments 
on LinkedIn and also did really well on Instagram. Um, and what happens is it attracts people to your brand because people want to be associated with brands that are um, successful and they're kicking goals and that, you know, want to be a part of that. And so, um, you know, I'm grateful that my audience is very engaged and they're very encouraging with the engagement and so on. Um, but I also got a lot of private messages and emails from people wanting to do business with me. And, you know, and then I was like, oh, this is interesting. We're getting more leads at the moment. We're not, what are we doing differently? And then I noticed a few people just saying on the telephone, oh, congratulations on your 10, 10K. And so the actual content itself is um, making people want to do business more. Um, and so you can do inspirational posts. It doesn't have to be about you or you don't have to be hitting milestones necessarily. It could be I started my business 12 months ago today. It could be, you know, um, could welcome aboard to this client or, you know, congratulations to this team member for, you know, uh, having a great week or, you know, um, there's so many different ways that you can create inspiration. It could even be literally sharing like Michael Jordan inspires me because he's hit, you know, he's been kicked out of his basketball team three times and he never gave up and he's missed more shots than he's, you know, got in. Um, and so you share content about somebody else and that works just as well. There's always stuff you can post about for inspiration. And then there's education. So if you think about your target audience and if you could think about giving them education to literally make your service irrelevant. So if you're a business to business, like if you can make them not need to hire, like if I LinkedIn marketer, if you, I can give them the tips and skills so they literally don't need to hire me in small snippets of information, that's the best content marketing strategy because that, guess what? They don't do it. No one sits there and, and reads all the content and implements it all themselves. It's very, very rare. I give away all my best content, and I have done for a long time. I give away all my secrets, and I don't see many people doing it all, but, you know, at all. Um, most of the time, they just end up, you know, delegating it to me because just human psychology. And so education, for example, like, you know, on this interview um, on Ticket Today, I was asked a question. So, like, if you do want to create educational content, a great way to do it is an interview format. You don't have to be on TV to do this. You don't have to be on a podcast to do this. You could literally write down 20 questions, give them to your daughter, <laughs> give them to somebody that you work with, um, and get them to ask you the questions. And then each you know, answer is one small video. But you don't have the introduction. You don't stop and start the video when you're recording it. You don't say, oh, so here we are again. It's Nathaniel here from BB Consulting Group. And so as part of this series today, I'm going to talk about, no, you do the one big interview. And when somebody says, how do you measure success on LinkedIn? And I say, well, the way you measure success on LinkedIn is, and bang, that's the start of the video. We get straight into the content. After 10 seconds, if someone press play on your video, after 10 seconds, 50% of your audience is gone on average. After 10 seconds, 50% of people aren't watching anymore. After a minute, it's 80%. So you need to get straight to the content. If the first 10 seconds aren't adding value, then you're gonna lose most people. Important to have subtitles as well, especially if you're posting on LinkedIn, so important. I'm going to go into subtitles in a little bit more detail. Information. If there's things that are happening in your industry which, um, you know, are, are new, like, for example, LinkedIn Stories got rolled out in three countries, um, sharing that information with your audience is going to be valuable to them. I mean, you don't even have to write it. If you, you have the news information and you share it with your audience, you're the your gateway that, that shares it with them. Mm. This is the consultant I was speaking of for LinkedIn training, Jessica said. <laughs> well, he's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. 
All right, entertainment. We're going to have a bit of fun here. So this one is, do you have a video of your personal brand? Casey Wiggins does, and it's the best I've seen yet. We're going to watch this uh, video, and this is an example of an entertaining piece of content. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Check it out. Hello, my name is Brian Mills. I've scoured LinkedIn to find the one candidate whose particular set of skills are worthy of my team. I found him. And his name is Casey Wiggins. Casey Wiggins. Casey Wiggins. Casey is a PC tech you can trust with your life. Or your daughter. His skills in information security are extremely valuable. Skills like vulnerability assessment, network security, and computer forensics. Because without those skills, your data will be taken. His previous experience makes him a valuable asset in any crowd control scenario. That job is more chaotic than an Albanian whorehouse and twice as dangerous. Plus, he can cook a steak. I cannot stress how valuable this is to any team. With a degree in information security intelligence, I may have need for Casey for my next mission. Unless you hire him first. Now understand, I don't make recommendations for just anyone. But Casey's profile has more stopping power than a fist to the throat. If you want to protect your family... Dad? Let's go, Kim. Connect with me, Brian Mills. But if you want to protect your data, connect with Casey Wiggins. I strongly recommend you follow my instructions to the letter. And if you think you can find a more qualified candidate, good luck. Oh, there you go, guys. Bit of entertainment for you. That guy uh, won a competition that um, uh, and got that video made for him for his LinkedIn profile. I hope that made sense. Trying to get a few giggles there. Let me know in the comments if you thought it was funny. Uh, Jessica's laughing, but it's, it's not to do with the uh, video, I don't think. Anyway, moving on. Let's get into more content. Oh, sorry. The average engagement social media, average social media engagement rates only 0.1%, which means most people are just getting it wrong. They're not getting much engagement. Most people, when they're consuming social media, um, they are not necessarily in a, in um, releasing those positive brain chemicals. Cortisol and adrenaline is something that um, uh, is when people are in a stress state. You know, when people are like. Um, you know, if you're on the train, you'll notice a lot of people don't look happy. A lot of people staring at the um, uh, the telephone, and they they experiencing adrenaline and cortisol, which makes them intolerant, irritable, uncreative, critical, bad memory, um, bad decisions, and stressed. Thanks for um, some of the some of the you guys um, <laughs> giving me some encouragement there with my uh, entertaining video. <laughs> um, but if you if you people are consuming your content and they've got cortisol running around in their head, you need to do something to interrupt that pattern. Um, and a great way to do that is through storytelling. Um, so some of these slides I'm going to have to just skip through a little bit quicker just to make sure that we make, you know, we get through the, the time. Um, okay, so there's this guy on eBay, right? Um, he buys uh, he buys 90, sorry, he buys this item for 99 cents. And they did this with 250 items uh, for around a dollar each. Um, they're all like ornaments and stuff, like just cheap stuff. And what they did is they got uh, authors 
to volunteer to write a story about each ornament and then they would like put the ornament back on eBay with the story in the description and see how much it sold for. So this particular horse um, was bought for 99 cents on eBay, sold for $62.95 when an author wrote a story about, you know, where it came from and also, um, you know, like, I don't know, my grandfather used to own this and he used to hold it while he was saying, his, I don't know, but like a, a story basically made it worth 60 times as much. 200 items were bought for $250. They were all sold for $8,000. So I just want to make it very obvious to you that storytelling increases the value of whatever you're selling, the service, whatever your product is, whatever your brand is. So being able to tell stories is extremely valuable. Um, no difference to when I went to watch James Bond and uh, I saw him in his tuxedo wearing an Amiga watch, walked out of the um, cinema, walked down the street and there it was in the shop window, walked in, bought an Amiga watch for a few thousand dollars, walked back out again, power of storytelling. All right. So we have to rush through this. We're not going to get through all the content, I'm afraid. Um, but I want to give you some tips on video. Mistake number one, wrong equipment. Um, it's important that you have good lighting, good audio. Um, so if you're in a, if you're not um, in a quiet room, you want to look at getting a lapel microphone, a Rode lapel mic. Um, this is what I use, and I've used um, before. I got this puppy, um, and I use it when I'm out and about. Uh, you want to get a stabilizer for your phone so it's not moving around. Whether it's just a selfie stick, and then you want to have lighting coming from behind your camera. Really important, those three things, because you're going to give your user a good experience when they're watching your content. Those are the only three things you don't need. You don't need a proper professional camera. Phones are fantastic. You just got to make sure you've got lighting behind it. And if it's natural light, that's perfectly fine. Natural light, some of the best light you can get. But you just got to make sure you've got audio, lighting, um, and uh, you're stable. your camera's stable. Like, don't be shooting into light and all that sort of stuff. It's really important to just get those three principles right. Um, mistake number two, boring the audience. On social media, you cannot afford to be boring, okay? So, like, you know, caring too much about what other people think can be an issue, all right? Um, somebody's just asked quickly, what about software? Um, so I started off with Wondershare Filmora. Uh, I think it's about 75 bucks for the year or something. Fantastic platform. And I now use Adobe Premiere Pro. It's something that, you know, I, I still outsource, but I had to understand the nuances of how to how to use it. Storytelling in less than a minute. Look, I think um, anything that you can do to attach a story to what you want to say is going to make it more valuable. Um, so even as much as, you know, uh, I was speaking to a client today, the client said this, and this is what, you know, I said, well, it's explaining conversation, um, there's so many different ways that you can make it into a story so that people listen and people pay attention and people remember it. And I'm sorry I don't have more time to go through some more examples, but not use of captions is huge. Um, uh, this is what I use, Rev. It's just over a dollar a minute, um, and they burn the captions into uh, the videos for you, rev.com, R-E-V.com for subtitles. Um, I have got an affiliate link with them. You'll get $10 off your first order. And that is bibby.consulting slash rev. Just jot that one down quickly. What software am I using right now to present this? It'd be ideal for a course I'm about to launch. So I am using StreamYard at the moment. Um, 
And so I'm also trialing Restream. They're looking at being a, becoming a sponsor for one of my series, Monday Night Live. Um, but you've got to look for one that, that um, talks to LinkedIn because LinkedIn doesn't necessarily talk to all of them. Okay. Let me just work out so we can so we have to skip a couple of slides here. I want to talk about just quickly content pillars. So I'm just going to... So I'm going to have to skip through some of these. We just haven't got enough time to go through them all, guys, unfortunately. Here we go. So learn how to uh, recycle content. It's really important that um, you are very efficient because social media is a volume game. So you have to be able to like pump out lots of it. And one of the ways to do that is to look at ways that you can recycle or repurpose content. And so this is um, developed by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, it's basically an upside down pyramid. And, and what it is, is you create, you document like a long form piece of content, whether it's an interview, a vlog, or like um, a live event where you're talking, it could even be this webinar, for example. And then you create smaller videos from it, articles from it, audios from it for podcasts, and then you distribute it on the different social media channels. So one long form piece of content could potentially create 20 to 30 pieces of content. So for example, this is an interview with the founder of um, Tribe, Jules Lund, and we've split the interview. It was only a 15-minute interview, and it was split up into about 15 short videos. Um, and that's how you can create lots of content from just basically one piece of content. And it means that Jules only has to sit there for half an hour, and we can create all the content, almost like a conveyor belt. If you find a video um, agency, um, or somebody that you work with, like a marketing agency like myself, um, then you can get the system down packed. So it doesn't cost a lot to create a video. Because if you go to a video agency, they'll most charge, most of them will charge you like five grand for one video, and that's not going to work. You need social media, like you need to be posting every weekday at least. Um, so you need like 20 bits of content a month, and there can be images and, and videos, and you need text to go with them. Um, and then you can chop them up into quote, you know, tiles like this. Um, so I think the key is to create a system. It's not to just go and create one or two of these things. It's to get the templates and to get the system, to get the, you know, the people in place to be able to create all this content within like an afternoon for the entire month. You may have seen some of these videos you know, on social media. There's a reason that a lot of people don't do them like this because they do well. Um, and so the customer journey basically will take some somebody from a negative emotion to a positive emotion. And you can do that through your content pillars. So what are the immediate steps someone can take to get from unhappy or frustration to getting the results that they want? And then when you answer that, you create three content pillars. And so it might be like, you know, they're dealing with not knowing their return on investment, or they're dealing with not being able to trust their service provider, or that, and they're dealing with not getting enough leads, for example. Um, but whatever those three content pillars are, you want to repeat the same message again and again through your micro content um, so that people that are moving through the customer journey can get the information when they need it. It's no good if you just posted it six months ago. You need to keep rewording it in different ways with relatable content um, so that people can move down the customer journey. Finally, convert followers into customers. So. A great way, this is a great hack. So if you do what I call a lead magnet, which is like basically just create one of these long form contents in a, in a PDF, ebook or whatever, 
um, and you write, if somebody wants a free copy of my new ebook, you can write, you can get this imagery on Canva, canva.com. Um, then you just get them to type yes below. The reason we don't send the link in the post is because then you get no engagement, right? People just go to the link, download the thing. Whereas if you say, um, yes, I would like a copy, then you've all of a sudden you've got, you know, 100 um, comments. So I've just finished my latest ebook. Who wants the first copy? Comment below with yes, please, and I'll hook you up. Um, here's a, just a short video of me showing what the comments were like on this particular post. This is a secret hack. Like most people won't tell you tricks like this, right? I'm giving it all, all away, guys. So you get massive engagement. Everyone's got to ask for it. Then you just private message them a link. Private message them a link and they've got to fill in a form and then they're on your database as well and you can continue to nurture them until like they're ready to, to go further down the customer journey. All right, we'll keep moving. All right, um, so we've got literally like five minutes left. Um, I've developed a product which is basically built for entrepreneurs and individuals that want to take their social media to another level within the next 30 days um, to get followers engaging with them, to have easy and effective ideas for social media posts, how, how to find the type of followers that will turn into customers. And so I've developed like a 30-day boot camp where you can create content. Um, you'll leave it with content for the year. You'll leave with a content marketing plan. Um, it's, it's designed for the basically the people that come along to my free events, that consume my free content, that come to my webinars, that think it's awesome, but aren't you know in a position really to become a client. Most of the businesses that I've, I work with, you know, I can't work with you know more than twenty. Uh, I, they all deal with me personally, um, so you know they're they're bigger organisations, and um, I was just ashamed I haven't been able to help like some of the smaller businesses um, or people that want to learn how to do the skills themselves, and so. I've just, I reckon this is the fastest way out there that you can develop the skills that I've developed. So you get, um, with a social media bootcamp, you, you access private coaching. By the way, this is, um, I don't want you to think that I've come here to do a sales pitch. That's not why I'm here. Uh, I am offering a, a service or a product here. Um, tune in and listen if you like. It's only going to go for a couple of minutes um, or you're welcome to tune out if you do not want to listen to the pitch. All right, private coaching with Nathaniel, unlimited sport coaching calls. So what I would, weekly webinars via Google Hangouts. So what we're gonna do is have a small community, basically like a, like a mastermind of people that come together and I'm gonna be there live. Um, and every week we're gonna do a webinar covering some of these topics. And then I'm gonna be available as well throughout the 30 days if you need my support. Because it's the first time that we're doing this or I'm doing this, I'm gonna over deliver on value because it's an experience where I can basically learn more about the product, make it better, and eventually I'm going to roll it out globally. So I'd only envision that we'll take on 10 people in this first boot camp, whereas, you know, like in a few months, we might be doing hundreds of people. So the outcomes would be to improve the visibility and exposure of your business, grow your audience, become an industry leader, bulk create engaging content using only your mobile device. So I'm literally gonna tell you, okay guys, today we're gonna to create four bits of content. This is what you say at the start of the video. These are the bits that you need to fill in in the script um, in the middle. And then this is what you say at the end. Then we're all gonna upload it, get the subtitles on, boom, content's created. Um, and then generating targeted leads with social selling. I mean, this is LinkedIn lead generation is what I've been doing for 10 years. 
Um, I'll teach you how to get the right clients on LinkedIn and how to uh, set up appointments with them. Uh, you'll get access to some of my bonus learning materials, prospecting templates, uh, profile checklists, um, my seven steps to grow 90K followers. These are stuff that, which is just accessible by my private clients, and I'm going to make them available to you. Uh, the investment for this program is just under 3000 Australian dollars and webinar only 50% discount. Um, you will need to use the promotion code webinar VIP if you would like to take that discount up. It's only going to be available to the end of the weekend. After that, there'll be no discounts uh, available on this product. And I believe the start date for this 30-day boot camp is 7th. It could be, could be a mistake. It could be the 9th of September. So just over a week away is when we're going to get started. So I'm, I'm basically taking enrollments up until Monday, um, and then we're going to uh, select who we're going to have in the boot camp, and we'll get started more or less right away. Um, I'm very excited about this product. I think it's going to like deliver a huge amount of value, and I'm looking forward to like all these social media accounts coming out of it. Um, you know, successful helping each other, and hopefully talking about you know all the experience they had. Um, so this is where you go to. Find out more information and sign up, bb.consulting forward slash 30 days. I'll drop it in the chat as well as soon as I've done with the newspaper. Um, and if you didn't catch the uh, promo code, it's webinar VIP, webinar VIP. I hope you guys got value out of today. Um, sorry, we had to rush a little bit towards the end there. I'm going to do more of these. I really enjoyed it. Love the feedback. Thanks for being here. Um, and... I really hope that you all crush it on social media. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic afternoon. That's all from me. Bye-bye.